This is Chase, Dean, and Brody, and you're listening to Doss and Toss. He impetuously slams on the boot. Justify yourselves. Who's gonna thread the needle between the two? Yeah, we love what you say. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Who's your favorite player? Harry Shizor, Go Roos. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Doss and Toss, season three, episode. 20, 20th episode of the season. It's a pretty, pretty good effort. Is that a record? I think I think it's a record by times two, actually, from any of the other seasons. So, no, nah, very excited. And another huge episode. We've had quite a few big ones recently. Mm. Uh, no Dean, however. Um, he's a bit late, which is um, typical Dean. But Brody on time and, and hosting us today. Thank so, um, thank you very much. But let's get straight to our guest because it is very exciting. As some of our OG listeners might remember... Oscar Mills from season one, episode eight, I want to say. So, first of all, Oscar, welcome back to Dust and Toss. Thank you very much. Very good to be back. Long time no say. And we have another special guest who um, isn't too bad with speaking with a mic and towards an audience. Would you like to introduce this person, Oscar? This is Oscar Mills's father. <laughs> this is Alan. He's my father. Yeah, and I'm very excited to be on Dust and Toss season three, episode twenty. <laughs> Which will be the best episode of the Tosses and the Dosses. <laughs> <laughs> what is the last bit? Now, Alan is striving for this episode to be the most viewed, um, to take over both of Harry's episodes. So, you know, fans, do your magic and make it happen. Yeah, share it around, share it around. And uh, we'll see what we can do. But, no, very exciting. I want to take us back to season one. Like I was saying, that episode with Oscar, it was my favourite episode of Dust and Toss. And... Maybe it was circumstantially biased, given Melbourne had just won the grand final. But your impressions were hilarious. And have we have we got some new characters uh, for tonight? We have got one up my sleeve. One that no one has actually ever heard of. No one. No one. Not one person. So it'll be very exciting to reveal the special man. Very, I feel very privileged to be um, the first people to, to hear it. So this episode's not yeah. very structured. We don't <laughs> really know. Now let's get to Oscar's uh, new character. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a story, like I said, no one has ever, ever heard of this little man. So I'll, I'll give you a little insight. So we were on Ulpan, so our school trip to Israel, and we were in Jerusalem. And my dad and I, when we're away, we both like to meet new people. So they can either be extremely intelligent and smart, and we can have a serious conversation with them, or we, can, we like to meet absolute clots, fools, and take the absolute piss out of them. So we were staying at the Hira Bin Hostel in Jerusalem. Yeah. And it was probably our second day in Jerusalem. And there was a French school that was also staying at the hostel. And I want to say it was the quarter or semifinals of the World Cup, the Soccer World Cup. And France were obviously doing quite well, and they were in the quarterfinal. It was about 10 o'clock at night, and we we hear a brigade of French fools coming down the stairs. As as they start to wobble down the the stairs, I'm thinking to myself, what can I say to make them feel welcome? So I like to, the first time I ever speak to people, I like to do it by myself, so then I can make a judgment for myself what they're like. And the first person I spoke to looked like, shame I shouldn't say this, but he looked like he just walked out of an English pub off his head. And I, have you ever seen Grimsby? I have seen He looked Grimsby. like Milky Pims from Grimsby. <laughs> I don't remember that character, but go on. So anyway, I was like, do you guys have an iPad so we can all watch the World Cup? He goes, yeah, we've got a little fella who's got the iPad and he comes down the stairs. I swear, so as he comes down the stairs, I swear, when you, you know when you see someone and they just look like an absolute idiot? <laughs> yeah. this, this, he was one of them. He looked like a cross between Hasbulla and a hotel boy, bellboy. He <laughs> yeah. was about yay high. He had a little yeah. horrible moustache. Horrible <laughs> yeah. moustache. Yeah, and his name was Binyamin, but I referred to him as Mustafa. Mustafa. Yeah. Mustafa. And how, how did he speak? I'll, I'll get, yeah, to get to it. So, Russian Brody. <laughs> brings out the iPad and the speaker, and France go 1 0 up. And he goes, All right, we'll go back to my room. And all the French people go into the guy's room. And the room sleeps four. It's just enough room for four beds. And 
there's nothing else to it. So he somehow crams in about 18 or 19 people. There were three of us and then the 16 French people. And Franz score. And he gets really excited, this little young fella. And he goes, show me some, goes like this in the French action. Show me some red, 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 Australian girls. And we're like, <laughs> so we, we get out our phone, go onto Instagram and we show him what we think is the hottest Australian girl. And he goes, who'd you show? Oh, I'm not going to say, because you know who it is. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm going to go, and he goes, oh my God, I want to fuck. And he starts fucking <laughs> the bed. And I swear to God, we were killing ourselves laughing. He goes, get me on transfer to Australia. I want to go and fuck the girl. <laughs> we were oh. pishing ourselves and they're all as stupid as each other. I swear, it was like dumb and dumber in the room. Oh my God. <laughs> what guy smacked? <laughs> I'm getting so excited when Fran scored the goal. One of the guy smacked his nose against the bed oh and he had the, his nose was pishing out with blood. The other one was wearing a, a, a t-shirt and he's on, on a school camp, mind you, that said, uh, fucking porn. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, no fucks whatsoever. It was absolutely priceless. Is this a Hezbollah guy? This is his name was <clears throat> his name was Binyamin, but I called him Mustafa. Mustafa. Wow. Good story, Oscar. It was, it was yeah. absolute class. Well delivered. Also like to welcome Dean to the to the panel. <laughs> what have I walked into? What have you walked into? Well, Oscar was introducing one of his uh, new characters. Um, oh, was that made up? Yeah, okay. no, 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 true story. True story. none of the characters are ever made up. They're all <laughs> yeah, they're story. all from real they're life scenarios. <laughs> so, Alan, we want to we want to bring up your professional tennis career as a teenager. Can you tell us a bit about it? My, yes, <laughs> I played a lot of tennis in South Africa. Yep. And do you remember a cricketer called Kepler Vessels? Yep, uh, yes. Kepler Vessels. Yeah. So Kepler Vessels was the number one under eighteen tennis player in South Africa. Was he? Yes, he was. And I played against Kepler, got an absolute smack, but um, became one of the great cricketers. So incredible to play against sportsmen who are so gifted. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. And what other stuff can you say from your, uh, I assume, successful sport career? Um, any other sports that you, that you played? Do you know what? I wish my career was 10% of Harry's. Uh, you know, yeah. for all of us... All we ever discuss is what's Harry doing on the weekend. Yeah. Let's hope he plays well. Super proud of him. So in comparison to him, we've just watched uh, the awards night the other night. And all we can talk about is how great he's done. Yeah, yeah. You guys must be super proud. Yeah, so we proud. are. Um, yeah. Speaking of Harry, you've got a very close relationship with Kai. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think of uh, Kai when he's, when he's on the podcast with the microphone in his hand? Do you think he can be a bit too serious at times or do you think he's a, he's a good fit for the podcast? No, seriously, no. Whenever I can't sleep, yeah. I listen to that podcast with Kai <laughs> and it's like medication. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, Kai, we love you. You're like a second son, but we need to get you a bit more exciting on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's, a, he's doing a bit of yoga or something. He zones out. <laughs> Kai cops it so much. Like I, I he's the be Kai's in. the best. He's a superstar. Yeah, no, nah, he is. And yeah. I guess Brody's probably got that, that exciting side to him sometimes. But then what he lacks, Kai sort of has with, you know, the knowledge and the AFL aficionado side. So I enjoy Kai, but I understand he does cop it a bit. Kai's brother, Sonny, actually said to me at the footy, he'd give us 50 each for him to come on the podcast. 50 bucks yeah. each. It's close to what Daniel All right. said. Daniel's good. Daniel's nuts. How Thanks come you guys are charging Oscar and I a hundred? <laughs> <laughs> shh, keep it on the DL. Yeah, yeah, shh. Um, yeah, um, Dean, first of all, um, do you want to give reasons for why you, you were late? No, I wasn't late. You weren't late? I told you I wouldn't make it before. I was rushing. That's okay. Where'd you come from, Extreme? Yeah. How'd you go? Yeah, we played well, got the win. And how did you go? Yeah, no, I played well... Nice. Make sure you're sharing the mic with with Brody yeah. if he wants to speak. Now that's sick. Big big week coming up, boys. It is. Are you guys you guys Colton fans? No, we're Hawthorne fans. Sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. Obviously, you still have experience in finals. Um, we do. Back in the day, but what what's your first of all? What's your perspective on on the Hawks this year? They finished strong, Look, finishing in sixteenth. I, I was I was very nervous that the Hawks would be 0-23 at the end of the year, but we've. We've been very good. It was a great year, and I'm quite optimistic for the future. And I actually think we might 
have a flower coming our way in the next two or three years. Wow, two or three. Well, I think yeah, there's a good there's a good base there, and we've just got to build a few younger players up, and you know, we we could see something special happen again, another three peat. Wow, hopefully, hey, yeah, yeah. that'd be huge for for Hawks fans. <laughs> yeah, that would be. So for me, I've been living in this amazing country for about thirty years, but we grew up with rugby. And it took about 10 years to start to understand the footy. And now we're obsessed. Unbelievable. So when you arrive and you don't have a team. So I've had about three teams since living in Australia. I first couldn't believe Tony Lockett. So when I first arrived here, he was playing for St Kilda. And just the exceptional skills of a bloke. So I supported St Kilda. Then followed Sydney when he went to the Swans. And then one day, Oscar came home from school. He's saying he was about three years old, saying he's going to support Hawthorne. So we've been a <laughs> Hawthorne family ever since. So, but this year, the way Collingwood's played, I think a lot of people would love Collingwood to win because they've been by far the most exciting team. Fair enough. I don't yeah. think I'd love Collingwood to win. Um, yeah, because you're a D's fan. But anyway, yeah, that's fair enough. What a decision from Oscar. Three years old. It so was. what I year would that be? I'll, I'll never forget the game. It was a Hawthorne Essendon game, and I like the colours, which is quite surprising. Yeah. Seeing it's pee and poo. <laughs> so anyway, sometimes you got to like the toilet. Yes. And did you guys just skip the phase for when you went to went for Bulldogs? Oh. Wasn't wasn't there a time when you went I for did. Bulldogs? Yeah. I worked with some people who were heavily involved in the doggies, yeah. and I saw the passion firsthand, which was amazing. So I did support the doggies. I've always got a soft spot for the doggies. But um, family first had to support the Hawks. Interesting, yeah. um, Oscar. I'm just wondering yeah. who does who does Stephen support, and is Stephen here with us tonight? Actually, so Stephen might make a little guest appearance later on tonight. He might make a little guest appearance. Stephen actually does have a team. He well, he lives in Doncaster. Yeah. If you, for anyone who didn't know, so he's a big fan of the Western Bulldogs. It's a. Oh. It is. He does. He loves the Bulldogs. He likes Button Pally. <laughs> <laughs> and he had. And he, and he was. At, yeah. He was also had a another little. It was another little Bulldogs player. He also was a big fan of. But I think he got delisted. Who? Ling Jong. Oh, Ling Jong. <laughs> Ling Jong. Don't put that on there. Though. Yeah. So actually, <laughs> Stephen's a real person. Yes. Yeah. We, yes. Yeah. Stephen is not a made-up person. Yeah. L- let me just give the listeners some context. So Stephen, obviously, you went on Trade Radio twice, three years ago, and yeah. called up as Stephen, this character, um, and we played it on the podcast. So that's who we're talking about. If you don't know, so Stephen actually fixes my computers, fixes or fuxes. I'm not sure which <laughs> one. But um, so Stephen's English. It's a little bit difficult to understand, and Oscar is fascinated by Stephen. So tell us a bit about Stephen. So I'm never going to forget the first time I ever saw Stephen with my very own eyes. I would have, I want to say I was about 11 or 12, and he, t- my dad normally gets a new computer about once every year or two, and Stephen always comes over to our house to fix, uh, to set up the new computers with the hard drives. And it involves calling, calling a lot of help desks. So I've called Optus a few times. And you've got to read out big these serial numbers that are on the computers. And Stephen has this problem, has a tendency to read out the wrong numbers. And read, and it does, it's not very clear with the way he speaks. So he'll say 4856, but everyone else will hear 3438. Let's do it in Stephen's voice. So he'll go... So the person on the help desk goes, what's the number? Two at two, hit by three. And no one understands. Like, it's impossible to understand, first of all, because the phone crackles anyway. And when you've got a voice that is basically crackling itself, it, it, the, the pair don't go hand in hand. So I thought it'd be absolutely hilarious to call up Trade Radio and talk about a serious topic, which was Adam Trelaw leaving... Or was he leaving the pies for, mm. for salary cap reasons? And I called them up talking about something really serious, but I thought I'd do it in the Stephen from Doncaster accent. So all they're thinking about is this absolute clown is talking to me, and I'll and I'll and what comes out of my mouth is actually half okay, but he's saying it in an accent that is you can't understand. Do it. Can we get a rendition? Can we get a rendition? Of well, it? I don't remember what I said, but I remember Mr. saying, Adam. "Mr. Adam Trelaw." <laughs> 
is what did I say? so much money. So much money <laughs> and not influence. Yeah. I just touched ball up. I think I said something like that. Uh, Very my, good. My mouth is actually hurting from smiling. But it, ac- it, actually, it actually ended up to bite us in the back, Stephen, from Doncaster because what? we sent Stephen to my grandmother's house about a year or so later. And Stephen, <laughs> poor, poor bastard, has a few bad reviews. <laughs> so, and my grandmother has is is not very good when it comes to hearing foreign accents. So Stephen goes over to fix her iPad and give her a little iPad lesson. So after about two hours of screen recording, the biggest load of rubbish, <laughs> she, he goes to her, "Can I please have a cup of tea?" So. <laughs> They talk for about four hours and bless her. She doesn't understand a word he says for the four hours. And about two days later, he gets an invoice from Stephen. So the price for Stephen to get a cup of tea from my grandmother costed us $1,500. Oh, wow. So put it this way, Stephen, he's not coming to fix any iPads anytime soon. <laughs> oh, no. He's got the flair. <laughs> He's got. <laughs> oh, we, were, we were gobsmacked, put it that way. Was worth paying $1,500. To trick my mom, trust me. <laughs> so for all of you listening, you got to have a sense of humour. you got to find a Stephen in your life. Yeah, you can't. Uh, love that. Uh, our, Stephen our philosophy is you can't take life too seriously. Clearly. And when, when we're on holidays, we always like to take the absolute mick out of people. So we've got a few, yeah, as we've got a few good stories, which we can tell you guys later on. But Beautiful. It was, yeah. There's a few, there's a few funny ones there. Yeah, well, that's that's really taken me. Brody's like been vibrating. He's been laughing. <laughs> yeah. My mouth is hurting, um, but we'll try and try and compose ourselves. So, Al, let's take you back. We're talking yeah. about um, your sporting career, but obviously you're a big um, cricket fan. Yes, if, if I um, if I'm not wrong. So, what I assume you support the the Pro Tiers? No, no, I support Aussies. the Aussies. Okay, absolutely okay. true blue Aussies. Aussie. It's got to be done. And I just wanted to ask you, like the Big Bash draft has just been, what are your thoughts on um, the state of cricket at the moment? Because it's a bit up in the air. Firstly, I've met some great cricketers in my time. I do a bit of public speaking. So have you heard of John T. Rhodes? Of course, I know John T. Rhodes. I did a speaking tour with John T. Rhodes in South Africa. Wow. And then when I was in, I was going from India to Sri Lanka, I sat next to Sachin, not Sachin Tendulkar, Murali. Remember oh, Murali, who's yeah. a hero in Sri Lanka. Wow. And I'm thinking, I'm going to take a picture, a photo of Murali and I, because this could come in use. There were some unbelievable restaurants that were booked out for months. And I'd go to the, I'd go to the front desk and I'd say, can I get a table? They said, it's booked. I would show them the picture <laughs> of Murali and I. I said, I've got a very close friend who's joining me. I'm sure you'll find a table. They put me in the best table and every waiter was swooning and I would say to them, you cannot believe he's just cancelled. Uh. <laughs> he's coming tomorrow night to get me the same table. So yeah. Murali has been a great source. Wherever I go, I've got Murali's photo, him and I. Wow. I That's said, so good. I said, close friend. Close yeah. friend. You still talk to him? He wouldn't know who I am. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's crazy. I actually had a question from... Uh, from Jono, and here he is. He's speaking. He's speaking through the door. He wanted to know if we could get a bit of a hybrid from cricket and AFL. If we could bring one rule in from either AFL or cricket into the other sport. Could you think of one that we could implement? Um, well, AFL into cricket. Sure. Keep excitement going all the time. Yeah. Is that a rule though? <laughs> A, a rule <laughs> like the over. Very good question, Jono. Jono's sitting there like Bring a complete on. schmuck in the chair, <laughs> thinking he's asking me a curveball. <laughs> but we're going to flip the question around to the boys. Oh, it's yeah. us, boys. Uh, you've been away for a while. Am I have. right? The three of you. Yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I saw your photos every day on Instagram. Mm. Yeah. Brody was publishing. Yeah, that would be Brody. Not <laughs> one girl in any photo. Can you please explain that rule? Um, <laughs> rule. <laughs> that rule. It's actually, um, it's a good point you make. We did have a few opportunities. One of our friends got fortunate enough to sit next to a, a great looking girl on the bus in Mykonos. Yeah. Um, random as well because the bus was full. So she was forced to, to sit next to him. And anyway, they're speaking for a bit. Um, we're all like 
staring at him, hoping he'll make a move or do something. Maybe say, you know, you want to come to to the Carvo Club tonight with us. Anyway, (laughs) 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 nothing happens. She gets off the bus. He gets his her Instagram actually, and DMs her saying, "Hey, it's the guy from the bus." Um, (laughs) Can we say his name? Yeah. Kai. No, no. no. <laughs> Kai has a girlfriend. That yeah, you know about Kai. Uh, yeah, Harry. Harry <laughs> no, close, close. Harry Levy, actually. Um, shag, shout to Shag. Hopefully he's listening. I think he listened a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, very interesting. So to say that is um, our luck with girls. We're, it's not our forte. We're, we're better at things like podcasts and yeah. accounting and studies. Business, business. Um, yeah, well, we're talking about you two. Well, yeah. Well, Dean isn't in the conversation. Although, yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Um, I'm joking, Gina. Yeah, with Chase. What about you? Um, well, like, I don't look. I understand. Like, you want to see what's going on, but I don't kiss and tell. So, and I don't think Brody does either. So, yeah, we just keep it to the boys. We just keep it to the boys. You see, listeners. Here we go. Whenever someone asks you a tricky question, you flip it around to them. Mm. And they've got to explain about their problem. Is that I had we do no, it work? I'm just saying I had no clue how to answer your questions. It was a good question. Yeah. Couldn't answer it. But then mm. we put you on the spot. Yeah, Can I flip the question? Yes, of course. Back, <laughs> Here we go. back in your day, I assume, yeah. like you went on some, some holidays and some travel. Is, oh. is, it, is that true? <laughs> let, let me tell you, when I grew up, there was no such thing as suing people or trying to get clever no one was in the press to publicize what went on tour stayed on tour mm. and we used to carpet bomb we tried our luck with everyone what does that mean we would just try our luck with everyone oh wow and eventually the odds worked mm. so Numbers everyone game. had a successful story because that's just the way we played the odds it's a remy type beat for the listeners yeah yeah I think I feel like so, it'd so be today when we go to the casino, the opposite happens. Our luck doesn't happen every time, mm. yeah. so you feel it. But in those days, it was amazing. Yeah, times have changed, boys. If if you yeah. had social media back in the day, do you reckon like you'd have some some decent content to to <laughs> to publish? Now today you've got to be so careful, what? yeah. Because no, once you day, once you publish something, who knows where it goes. So yeah, but if it's a photo of the, with your top off lying on oh, a boat, I've seen the photo yeah. of you with your your hat of hair on and your top yeah. off on the sailboat looking good. You would have posted on Insta, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, st- <laughs> I, st- I still do. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. Yeah. Instagram not, is. Did you not is see what great, he posted when he was in New York? What the one of him dancing like this? Sixty. <laughs> <in the laughs> <very laughs> something I was doing. I was spinning around. <laughs> we'll have to show that to the fans after. That was brilliant. Nah, sick. sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like taking it back. Like the conversation went from I think state of cricket, change of rule between the sports, to uh, the rule of not having girls in our photos, to to um, Alan's um, childhood and and yeah. youth youth um, youthful days, I guess I I would say. But nah, it's great. Um, Diz, any any questions from you? You've been quiet, man. You have been a bit quiet, a bit subdued. I guess coming in late, you know, was yeah. hard. Sort of, you didn't know what the context of context was, but. Yeah, no, I've been, been listening, actively listening, um, and it's been very enjoyable. Wasn't sure about flipping the question, how it goes from the state of cricket to yeah. the Instagram post. Yeah. But nevertheless, it's nice, and I'm sure it's provided some great insight for the listeners. Yeah, thank you. We'll, we'll bring it back to footy um, if we can. We'll see where it goes. But finals are this week. Um, well, what are your thoughts on, on some of the teams? You obviously mentioned Colin before, but any other... Any other teams that you'll be rooting for or you're backing in? I think definitely Collingwood. would love them to win. A lot of my mates support Melbourne, but you've got to choose one. So I'm going to choose Collingwood. Okay. And then my wife supports Carlton. We know a lot of people, all of us know a lot of people who support Carlton. They've done so well the last nine weeks. So we'd love to see them perform. So I'm trying to think which final would be the best. Maybe a Collingwood... Colton final would be amazing. Well, yeah, it could it could happen. Collingwood would, would have possible? to win. Collingwood would have to win, and Colton would have to obviously uh, win. Yeah, yeah or obviously win. Versus each other in the semis. Yeah, do yeah. that. Mm. No, Collingwood. Yeah, Colling would have to lose if, if Collingwood lose. Yeah, lose. so if Collingwood win, and obviously Colton wins every week. Yeah, it could be a Colton Collingwood huge. final. Yeah, would be huge. Oh. Um, now, 
Alan, we know that yeah. you allow Oscar to have one bet every year when it comes to the AFL. I think he usually likes to go for the brown low, and you claim you get it right every year. He does. Okay, so did you get it right last year, Oscar? That was the first year I got it wrong, but I got Ollie Wines before the year started. Beautiful. and Before the year started? Before the year started. It's pr- wow. very impressive. And he got impressive. me to put money on Nick Dacos before this year started. That's what I was about to ask. Did you choose Dacos this year? I did. I did. We did, but we cashed out. And he made me cash out when he got injured, which I'm not happy about. You still won. I won. Yeah. Do you think he'll win the Brownlow? Well, the thing is, I've I've got my Dacos bet that I yeah. put on before the season started. And obviously I could cash out, but I'm just going to keep it at the moment. And I'm really hoping he'll win. I don't think he will win, though, in my opinion. Really? I think it could be like a Lockie Neal situation yeah. or someone completely random. It's like, could be anyone. It's almost never been the case that there has been the Brownlow medalist has not made it all Australian. So Lockie Neal is a smoky, as you guys would say. Matt Prittis. Matt Prittis, exactly. Oh, was he, did he not make the all Australian? No, didn't win the best and fairest either. I remember he didn't win the best and fairest. Well, anyway, maybe I'm wrong. But I think that this is the year for Bontempelli to have to win it because he used to have McRae who would get 20 or so votes <laughs> a year and he would take the Brownlow away from him almost, even though he'd have a few up and down seasons. But this year he has been better than Dacos. And that probably, and it probably puts him in the box seat to win it. And he has played every game. So he's got probably about a five votes or so at the end of the year. Yeah. Where Dacos wasn't playing for him to probably just sneak in, sneak I, the win in. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment. And I know a lot of fans out there will be thinking that, you know, uh, doggies didn't make finals. It would be too hard for Bont to win. But we saw Cripps um, for Carlton win it last year. So that, you know, obviously throws that. Out the window and puts him up for contention. Yeah. In my opinion. I also would rather Nick Dacos not win this year because it A, puts him in a good position to win next year one because he'll probably be more motivated to win next year because he knows deep down that if he didn't get injured, he would have won the Brownlow. But then very rarely does the favourite at the start of the year actually win the Brownlow. So that brings into into the question who is the next crop of Brownlow potentials. And there's there's a few lingering. I feel like we've seen with Rosie and Bud and Butters and yeah. a lot of the younger guys. Yeah, but it's, the thing is with Rosie and Butters is that they always take votes off each other. It's a bit of the, the Clary Petrarca story where they'll both get 25, 26, but it's, you're not going to win with that, that number of votes anymore. So it's hard for them to win because if they – some games, aren't, they might be predicted three and they'll get two and when they're predicted two, they'll get one and one, mm. zero. So it's probably going to be... It's typically going to be someone who plays in a team that wins all the time or they're the most dominant player by country mile. Yeah, I look at... um, You said the new cover players. and I feel like every year we see a new, a new group of players that are pushing up yeah. and I think the next three are Noah Anderson, Sarong... And Tom Green from GWS. I think that, yeah. I think those three next year will really pushing hard for the Brownlow. But then last week we talked about like how weird it is the terminology about the Brownlow. You were saying Dacos, um, sorry, Rosie and Butters, they take votes of each other. Claren Petrock, they take votes of each other. That has nothing to do with actually how good a player oh, absolutely not. they are, which is why I understand, I like the Brownlow. It's an, it's an entertaining award, but <coughs> I think it's lost its credibility because... I don't think you can say that the Brownlow shows who the best player it, of that year was. It doesn't most of the time because I think if it showed the best player, Buddy Franklin should have won it three or four times and he never, he never won it. There's multiple players that's like, Prittis wasn't the best player when he won. Nat Fife the second time round wasn't the best player that year. There's been a few. But the, the player that who they think could pull really highly this year and potentially down the years maybe the one that comes to mind is Jack Sinclair yeah and the reason why is no he won't win it but. no he won't win it this year no chance but the reason why I say that is because number one he's got two all Australians now if I'm not mistaken yeah, two in a row so that immediately will go into the umpire's head and he also gets a lot of metres gained 
And when you make the play, you're the star, the creator of the play. That's how Nick Dacos would have won the Brown, though. It's not he wouldn't have won it being the midfielder. He would have won it being the halfback. And I think Jack Sinclair is the next best player because it's typically it's the the second or third best midfielder or third. Uh, second or third best in the position that wins the brown load. It's very rarely it's actually the best player. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Can I say something controversial? I reckon first half of the year, when they're both playing at halfback, Nick Dacos and Jack Sinclair were on the same level. But people just rated Dacos higher because of the name and, the, and he was playing in a bigger club. I don't even I, think... I think Jack Sinclair is one of the most underrated players in the comp. I don't think they were on the same level. I think Nick Dacos was better, but it was because he scores. Jack Sinclair doesn't score anywhere near as much as Nick Dacos. And when you score a goal a game or close to that as a defender, that automatically is, shows a point of differentiation from the rest of the comp. Very well said, Ranger. Yeah. So that's, that's, what, that's what I think anyway. And we'll see. Jack Sinclair probably will come seventh or eighth this year, somewhere mm. around there. That's pretty high. Do the yeah. um, do the umpires get to look at stats? No, they do actually look. No, at, they do. Not. They do. They do look at stats. They have. They get have a quick look and then they. They don't base. I thought we cleared this as they're not allowed to look at stats because then it gives a biased, a bit of a biased view instead well, of watching the game. Well, it doesn't because it can also be terrible. Because if Nick Dacos, when he got thirty disposals against was against Carlton. I think he had a 47 disposal efficiency, disposal yeah. and that makes it look a lot worse yeah. than what he actually was on the day. How do you distinguish between what stats they can look at and what can't? Well, I think there's a few stats you can't really look at. I mean, if you look at, to me, if you look at marks, marks mean nothing. No, I'm saying are they, if they're allowed to look at disposals, why can't they look at disposal efficiency? They can. I think they can look at both. Oh. I don't think they're allowed to. Why don't we call Kai? Yeah, <laughs> we call, should we call Kai? <laughs> yeah. All right, I don't have my phone. Who he wants to call him? I'll call Kai. We'll ask Kai. Yeah, in the meantime, like I don't think that you call Ian. Like I think you're allowed to look at the stats. If if like how we grade players, I'm sure we'll. I'm, I'm oh, Dawson Toss here. Toss yeah. yeah, and I've just said Kai, you can never come back on. Why? Because you're too serious for Toss and Doss. Toss and Doss. Toss and Doss. But Kai, who is probably the greatest player ever? <laughs> we had nothing to do with that first, <laughs> Would you agree it's Aaliyah, Aaliyah, Aaliyah? I knew you were going to say that. No, the cry that these guys have got a serious question about Brownlow rules, what the umpires can do. So who wants to ask Kai a question? I'll, I'll ask it, Kai. Um, we were just um, we were debating about... Uh, how the umpires vote on on the games, and we're asking if and should the umpires look at the stats after the game. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with looking at the stats, um, but that probably shouldn't be what they go to first. I don't think they should need to look at the stats post game. They should have a pretty clear indication of where the votes are going post-game prior to looking at any stats. Do you, do you know if they do look at the stats? Mm, I don't know. I I would imagine they would. Thanks, Kai. Very, very, very serious answer. We were, you were copying a bit of stick um, before um, Alan was saying that you're, you're a bit too serious and you need to be a bit exciting on the pod. Um, what do you have to say about that? And you've been copying a bit of hate um, from other members of the pod as well. Other members of the pod or just Harry? Well, Harry and, you know, Brody's obviously what said that. <laughs> so, Harry and, so Harry and Brody, no. you know, it's okay. I understand. Um, I like being serious at times. Maybe if you brought Alan in every time I came, my seriousness would go out the window. <laughs> you know how many times he's watched that one clip of you when you're talking about buying stocks into Adelaide? <laughs> <laughs> How good was that though? I was right. Yeah, no, yeah. what I'm saying, you were wrong. But the the, the seriousness and the meaning. <laughs> I think I think now that we're all together, I think it's a really good opportunity for Oscar to tell us another one of his stories. He was famously on the podcast with myself. Was it two years ago? Yeah, and yeah. You He's said done it, really Kai. I've already done the stories. Kai, what? I think you are the prince of podcast. <laughs> Uh, that's not the only thing I'm prince of, Alan. Um, so you, you and I have got that other secret, what you the Saddam of. 
you're still there. You called me like an hour and a half ago. I know. We're getting interviewed, grilled about <laughs> cricket, about footy, and about girls. Is Yano sitting there as well? No, no. He's listening with his ear at the door. He was sitting before with his legs crossed. He even tucked his legs at one point. He was getting <laughs> very, very excited. <laughs> yes. Good guys. All of you Thank are the you. best. I just cannot. Uh, you the only one who can find a girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey. Yes, I'm Kai's uncle. Really? Yeah. Kai, you're the only one who can find a girl. And I think Brooke is beyond good. <laughs> beyond good. She's fantastic. You're beautiful, Kai. We love you. I love you. But just so you know, there's, I'm, not, I, I am, I'm not the only one that can pull a girl. All, all of my friends can pull girls. Yeah. <laughs> Kai, we're going to have to terminate. Everybody's holding his phone. <laughs> no, because Kai's talking into the phone. Love you, Alice. Uh, All right. Beautiful. Thanks, guy. Um, Thanks, guy. Back to football. Now, Rain. We, we always end yeah. up somewhere else. Oscar. Yep. Two weeks' time, the annual Scopus v Bialik game. Ooh. Now, you're not participating in it. I'm not. But I want to know how you're con- contributing to, to the team. Um, I've heard Pong, Sam Greenberg, has been working tirelessly, if not more than his studies, to make posters and chants and articles about the game. So tell me about it. It's true, but I think that it's about the it's about the quality, not about the quantity. And I remember last year, me and you were sitting in the library. Do you remember what I'm going to say? And we were thinking about chants to make. And the chance that we came up with in half an hour is better than anything any of the boys in my year will produce in two day or three weeks of preparation. What were the chance? Well, well, we, well, we can't say them. Yeah. I actually don't remember. Oh, I remember them very vividly. Yeah, I remember some good ones. I've heard Pong wants you guys to make a rap, like a summary of last game to put in their record. Last uh, year. They want yeah. Doss and Toss, especially you, Chase. Yeah, look, last, uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough for me to look back. Obviously, it wasn't a great day for me. Um, thought I was playing well um, for three quarters, and um, then unfortunately in a you know flashpoint, and um, that was that was the end of my career. Um, so yeah, it's obviously tough for me to talk. Nah, it's not that that tough. Um, but yeah, I'm. I will maybe I'll get down. Um, we'll support you guys. Hopefully you do well. What's the What's the teams looking like this year, Oscar? You guys looking good? Are we looking good? Well, I don't know what the Bialik team looks like. Um, you don't know the odds of the favourites or anything? I'd say we're probably a dollar forty-two, and Bialik $2.80. Around, around that would be, the and the line would probably be about 17.5. We've got some bad Cups and tips. Okay, wow. Um, <laughs> Cups and tips. Chook's obviously chimed in with his clarity oh, stuff. just on Chook. Yeah, okay. Um, who, who is Chook again? <coughs> Leo Cuadlo? I don't know his last I think he's a done in the year 11. I know the face. I think um, Tam, I don't know. So he was at our house. Dari had like a lot of people over on the weekend. And I get sent a picture of three boys sitting in our seats with a microphone in hand. One was Kivy Fox's brother. Oh, wow. Chook and Sam. <coughs> and apparently they were like loving it. Okay. And they're all massive fans. And Chook has apparently started this clary glazing nonsense. Yeah. And. And none of them love. None of them are happy with you, Chase. Like they say, it's way too much. And we could have an Eden two situation going on with Kivy Fox's brother. Apparently, he li- um gets around all of our posts and uh, social but media content, it. but doesn't follow Eden. Him. So is Chuck Kivy's brother? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Oh. Chuck is. What school is he at? Is that Scopus or you have enough? Anyway, he's some guy. He's Dari's friend. Maybe we can put the picture out there. Yeah. The qu- yeah. The fact that they put the microphones in their hand, sat on our podcast couch, is the equivalent of taking a shit in your bed, Chase. How do you feel? In my bed. Yeah, no. When I saw the photo, I was a little bit triggered early on. And then I was like, you know what? They're our fans and I'm happy that they're, they're showing support to the podcast in that way. As long as they didn't damage the equipment. You know, I was happy they put it back and they have. So ha- I, was, I was happy. And, and let's get the Chooks question. So he says, is Clary the best pl- player? Sorry, is Clary the best player the AFL has ever seen? Yes. <laughs> um, nah, I, I won't be. I won't 
Joke around. He could be, but he's still 26. He so was the best player you've ever seen. The best player I've I've ever seen is Clary. No, nah, I, I reckon it's I reckon it's um, Gary Ablett Jr. He's the best player that, the best that ever. I've seen. Lee Matthews. Well, he's really the, like I can't really go back too far. Who's the best player that you've seen now? The best player I've ever seen. Wow, it's a hard question. Mm. I'd say Wayne Carey. Duck. Yeah. Mm. He was amazing. Well, Dusty's better than Gary Ablett, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. But Dusty, Dusty on his yeah. day is unstoppable. Yeah, Dusty on his day. Dusty's better than Clary. Yeah. 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 Okay. Country good. mile. Good, good. No, just not, it's not a country mile at all. No, no, just three Norm Smiths. Yeah, Brown but like... Over like, four All-Australians. Oh, question, has Harry met Wayne Carey? Oh. I don't know if like Wayne Carey's still in the in the four walls of the North Melbourne yeah. club. I don't know. I don't feel like Carey. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Not sure. I haven't asked. Are there any other good questions? Corey always asks like these very intellectual questions. Yeah. Where do you see the AFL going in the future? How do you see it evolving? Thoughts? In my opinion, I just think compared to other sports, compared to the money that they make at the AFL, I think the players in the future will earn a lot more. Mm. I mean, what these guys do to their bodies and mm. expose themselves to, I think they're a very underpaid sport. Yeah. You look at international soccer or whatever; these guys are elite at their athletes. So I think that's going to change. Uh, I, I agree one hundred percent with Al. Um, the AFL broke the record this year for the most fans in a season, and we see more of an influence from social media um, in terms of AFL when it comes to baseline and these local football influences. Um, and I feel there's there's been more hype around new prospects coming into the league. You look at Harley Reid and Nick Watson and all these boys. Um, and eventually, in my opinion, I think TV rights will become bigger, meaning the players will be getting more money because of that. Um, the contracts from that. So, yeah, I just think there eventually there will be a lot more money involved in the game. This even is a question we always ask at school on – Talking about Harley Reid, what is, what would you have to trade? What would a club have to trade to get Harley Reid? We always talk about this at school. Four and six. Welcome to the D's. Um, no, I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but West Coast, I think it's changed a bit re- uh, in the last couple of weeks because West Coast obviously want Daniel Curtin, but North Melbourne could, they got probably, they got picked two. They probably and will get picked three. three. They could easily say, we're going to take Curtin in those, you know, one of those two picks and almost force uh, West Coast to trade with them only. So, but it, I think four and six would be a good deal, which is what Melbourne could offer if they get pick four from Gold Coast. So, I don't know. What do you think, Oscar? Where are you getting pick four from Gold, Gold Coast? Coast? From what? Because they have to get rid of their pick because they're getting Jed Walter, the academy player. So, who are you giving them? We've got first round draft picks this year, next year. We've got like three or four second round draft picks. Okay. Uh, it's it's hard. It's a hard one. You can't really give an exact answer, or a, because you don't. We don't know how good he's going to be in the AFL. We expect him to be outstanding, but then we've also expected every single pick one to be outstanding, which hasn't been the case. I mean, everyone was expect. I mean, like any pick one. When you're going pick one, the pressure is you're going to be a game changer. You're going to be able to win a game of footy by yourself. So. I don't know. I don't know how much... Of it. The difference between pick one and pick two seems substantial, but but we just don't know because we've seen every year... Like, what, Hawthorne got... Mitch Lewis was the last pick of the draft or something. Yeah, in the 70s. Whatever. Yeah, like, you just... And he... If you were to redraft that year, he'd probably be in the top yeah. five or six we picks now. thought he was a joke with losing yeah, Mitchell and Lewis. Exactly. Paul Banto. Yeah. He was not... What number was he? He was, like, five. Like, five. Yes, you can't tell. You can't tell. Yeah. Roughhead was two, and Buddy was miles better than Roughhead. Yeah, Roughhead was a surprise. Everyone thought we'd take um, Thorpe or something. Mitch Thorpe. Yeah. Pick six. <laughs> when we watched Harley Reid in the Vic Metro vs Country game yeah. last year, um, we were there supporting Harry. But Harley Reid was the best player on the ground. He went forward in the last quarter and took two genuine one-on-one contested marks in the box. This was the first game he ever watched of underage football. And I remember him saying to me, who is that kid? Is unbelievable. Yeah, he just tore it apart. And like one game was enough to just see that he's going to be a star and has X-Factor written all over him. Well, he's been 
bloody good in the VFL. So he pr- he's proved that he can play against the big bodies. But I want to see him perform against the... Clary. Yeah, whatever, Clary. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. So versatile, very versatile speaker. Oscar obviously got that humorous side and obviously um, yeah. in-depth talking. So Definitely. must be all the Baron Schneider practice. Mm. <laughs> the Baron. Speaking of Baron Schneider, do you want to tell us a quick story? About the one in year nine. I, I'll tell that story. There's a better story in year we'll, nine. We'll, we'll finish with the story and then we'll get into the games. Okay, so I, as you know, I do a lot of, you don't know, I do quite a bit of public speaking. Mm. So Oscar's about 14 or 15. He's got a Baron Schneider talk. So I said, don't worry, I'll write it for you. And I wrote him the whole speech. And then we have parent teacher. Keep in mind, you gave this speech. Who did you give it to? Whatever. So the parent teacher comes along and the teacher says, Oscar did a Baron Schneider was very immature. <laughs> I felt like saying to her, you silly lady, do you realise that the same talk that I gave and people said it was brilliant? <laughs> so anyway, that's Oscar's Baron Schneider talk, the very immature talk. Uh, what did you get on it? What did I get? I want to say I got... Five four four. Uh, it was a stiff one. Wait, what was the topic? I can't remember. I don't think I dropped below seven. It was in year nine, but it was a. It was a. I thought it was bloody brilliant because he <laughs> he gave it to, the, to thousands of people and they and he got a standing ovation. Me, I got a bloody slap in the face. Uh, yeah. That's uh, quality. Quality. All right, finals team. footy week one. Pies D's. It's gonna be the biggest game that I've ever been to. Ninety five thousand at the G. Brody, Brody, um, good luck, good luck, go well. Yeah, whatever. Um, cups, Darren Jolly, Shane Woden, Ben Kennedy, Kennedy's good one. Jeremy Howe, Heretia Lumumba. For Alan, for cup, when we do cups, <laughs> it's um, we think of players that played for the two teams that are playing this week. So, yeah, so a player that has played for Melbourne. For example, Brody Grundy. Yeah, would Brody be a cup. Um, for Collingwood, Melbourne. Wow, you're testing my general knowledge. Yeah. So yes. if you can think of any on the spot, like that would be incredible. No, I can't. Well, we've named quite a few. Yeah, we just named yeah. heaps. Named, named quite a few. Um, Oscar, would you know? You well, he's said, they've said I'm We've said most of them. Well, there's there's yeah. three more games to choose from. Anyway, tips, Dean? Melbourne. <laughs> this is really tough. I've got to back my no, boys. No, you've got to back yourself. Collingwood. Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne look a level above Collingwood at the minute. And for me, is Thursday night going to be raining? I think so. Who's that better for? Collingwood. 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 Yeah, Melbourne have not been good in the wet this year, unfortunately. Brisbane, Port Adelaide. Sam Mays. Beautiful, Dean. Well done. One of the cops. Jared Polek. Oh, wow. Wow. Yep, started at Brisbane. Oscar, you got any? No, I'm stumped on this one. This guy's like a midfielder. I don't know. Not bad. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's it really tests you. It's hard to do Marcus Adams, but no. <laughs> yeah, that well, was, that was dog use. Obviously, it hurts that he retired. Uh, yeah, yeah, rip. Um, yeah, thoughts with him. Let's go trade your tips because I can't think of any more. Dean? Dean? Um, not giving me much time to think of the tips, but I'll go to Brisbane. Who's home ground? Brisbane. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go Brisbane. Brisbane, straight to the prelim. Yeah, this is going to be probably the one. Not so close game of the of the round, Brisbane. Brisbane. Brisbane all round in unison. Colton, Sydney, elimination final. Huge for the Colton. First final since 2013. Cup one, Andreas Everett. George Hewitt. Cup. Jeremy Laidler. Oh, Laidler, nice. Very nice. Oh. Nick Newman. Yeah. Fans weren't happy with your Sydney call on TikTok. Oh, my God. I copped so much hate on TikTok. 120 comments are just saying, I'm a casual. I don't know what I'm talking about. How how does that make you feel? You're an Very good. Keep it coming. Keep coming. Okay. Guess more views. I don't care. Listeners, (laughs) this guy dedicates his life to football. Um, From the hours of Friday at night till Sunday at night, he's not doing anything but watching football. Pretty much. And throughout the week, I'm pretty much doing footy only too. So, Didn't you say the pod takes five hours to edit and publish? No, no. no. The pod doesn't take like, uh, long, but making all the clips yeah. and then 
preparing, but uh, it's it's what I love. Like I'm not doing it. It's not it's not work for me. It's like you know. Good, good. So I love it. Um, I wouldn't be doing any it. more cups, Al. Nah, can't actually. Anyone, any back in the day, like you know, some which played for Carlton and Sydney. Carlton and Sydney. You know, obvious. Nah, can't. I can think of Carlton and. Nah, can't. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, Tips. Unfortunately, no. I'm gonna sure Carlton. 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 Just because I want Carlton to win, but I'll say Sydney to spice it up. Carlton. Mm, four to one. Very nice. And the last final doesn't really look like a finals game, but credit to the Saints. You know, they've been in the eight the whole year. People thought they would drop off. They're still here, and still no one's really given the chance in this game. But credit to them. Let's go, Cups. Josh Jack Bruce. Steele. I was thinking Josh Bruce. Jack Jack Steele. Jack yep. Steele's good. Lenny Hayes, coach at JBS for a bit, if you will. But yeah, I like that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'll back in the Giants. Weird one at the G as well. Mm. It should be at Marvel, and I've said this from the start because it's embarrassing for the AFL to have a half full MCG. It won't be half full. I, I don't think. What it do we tip? I reckon there's there's no way they're gonna they're gonna get more than fifty. Oh. 2,000 60, 65, 70 60, 60, 70 They did have a big crowd for this. Was it St Kilda Essendon 100 year anniversary They did get yeah. a big crowd for that But besides That's that Essendon This is their first This is their first final In Melbourne Since 2011 I think They don't have a big supporter base Neither I does I Melbourne And we got 90,000 to an elimination I they final. didn't make the finals the year after I'm not sure I spoke to another St Kilda supporter today And they said 2011 So Alon told us no Oh yeah, because yeah, you played Sydney in 2011 and you lost. Who's you? I don't know who you is, but... Same. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, <laughs> yeah, Sydney, yeah, St. Kilda St. played yeah, yeah, yeah. Sydney in 2011 and lost. Anywho, okay. I'm going gonna, gonna to vote. If Tibbs Green is up and about, Toby Green, I'm going to go GWS. Back in my boys, St. Kilda. Yeah, GWS look miles better than... Not miles better, but they look better than St. Kilda, so they probably win. Al? St. Kilda. Mm. I like what you're thinking. Yeah. Like what was that? What was the tally for that one? Three, two, two, two Giants. What a pod. What a pod. Um, being very enjoyable. We've got to cut it there because otherwise we get too long. Alan, thank you very much for coming on. Oscar, thanks for coming back. Voice. Mate, you've been, you've been great, um, just as I expected. So thanks for listening. And um, we'll see you next week after a big week of finals.